Shalom Lechem Rabbi Yisai. I believe that this is the last week that Herz Yisrael Kutfais will be learning different parashas. Herz Yisrael will be learning this week parashas Chukas, and in Kutfais we'll be learning parashas Kairach. Next week I believe that we catch up. Uh, Herz Yisrael will be learning parashas Balak, and in Kutfais we'll be learning Chukas Balak, and then we catch up with each other. So we're going to try to accommodate both parashas again this week. We'll start off with Parshas Kairach, and then we'll try to lead into Parshas Chukas, make a connection. Now, Parshas Kairach, we mentioned last week that there was a tremendous machlekes that uh, came forth from Kairach. Kairach, who was also from Shevet Levi, wasn't happy that his cousin Moshe and Aaron were getting all the fame. I'm also from the Shevet of Levi, and I also come from the descendants of Levi, and therefore, why should I not be able to get a position just as well? And he stirred up, Dustin Barbirim got involved, and Father Erevrav, who constantly stirred up action in Kvayisol against Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron. And there were 250 people altogether that came and, and started to argue clearly with Moshe and Aaron. And <coughs> the Pasuk tells us they went out from you know where the Mishkan was, they went up where the Mishkan was, Kairach doesn't Daviram was surrounding it, and doesn't Daviram went out and they were standing there at the entrance of the the tents in the shame of name Vitapa. Their wives and their children. And the infants were there. Rashi says, "Bekaima skufa," they were standing up straight, in order to go argue and fight and to curse and against the wives, the children, and the infants were there as well. So Rashi tells us, come and see." How difficult Machlekes is, how dangerous and how difficult Machlekes is. The Bezin Shalmata in this world only gives a punishment when a person, when a person is of age that they show development, that the body is developing, developing into becoming an adult. When a person becomes 20 years old, he becomes a Ba'anshin Min Shemayim. The Khan, over here in this case over here, Abdu Afyan even the children that were still nursing from their mothers, they were the infants that were still nursing from their mothers, they were also punished in this uh, case as well. So Maral asks a question, how come the Rashi states this point over here, letting us know that the infants were <coughs> were punished over here? Why doesn't the why doesn't Rashi say this by, the, by later on when the Pasuk tells us that they all fell into the, you know, um, you know, right? the, the ground opened up and it swallowed everybody up with everything, all of them and everything that they owned, it all went straight down to the depths over there would have been the proper place for Rashi to stress over there that you see that even the infants weren't spared. So what's, why, why do we pick over here to stress this idea? So Maral answers, because when the Pasuk tells us that everybody was standing outside, the wives, 
the children and the infants, what's the reason why the Pasuk would tell me that the infants were standing outside? Well, the infant's action, it doesn't really carry any weight. It doesn't do anything. An infant is not a bardas. A child below a certain age is not a bardas. And therefore, the actual action, the actual chet, which was, we don't see a clear message that they really did anything over here. So what's the reason why the Pasuk came to tell us this? In order to stress this Nakuda to tell us that they were also swallowed up and taken in, in the Einshim, and in the Einish over here and, and punished here as well. That's why the Pasuk tells us they were standing here to tell us that that's how serious Machlechus is, that even when there's a situation of, of an infant being there, then the, the punishment winds up being so strong that they wind up being taken as well. But now we have the question is, but why? Why is it like that? What's, I understand Machlechus is not good, right? But what is the reason why that Machlechus is, is such a serious thing that, that, that with, with that Avera being done, that it take, it will take into the punishment uh, I'll, I'll carry along the punishment as well to infants and to children who really weren't by, they didn't have a mice, they didn't action of doing it. Why, why is it worse than any other Avera? It's lacking steels, it's lacking other things that wind up happening inside the world. Why over there is that something which doesn't have this serious, uh, you know, uh, outcome of, of even affecting the infants? So, <laughs> explain, explain like this. There's a Medrash in Sefer Gracious. We know that when, every single day when the world of the creation of the world, six days of creation and Shabbos and Yom Ashri, so when the world was being created, every single day when something was created, it usually said Kitaif. Hashem saw that what was created was Kitaif, and then you know we went on to, to, to you know talk about the following day what was being created. Except for one day. The second day of creation there, the Pasuk does not say Kitaif. So the question is, why not? So Rashi, you know, which, which is quoting this Medrash as well, a different part of the Medrash, Rashi tells us the reason is because since the completion of, of the waters being created wasn't finished off until the third day, so something which is not complete is not considered Taif. So therefore we waited until the Yamashlishi to be able to say Kitaif, and that's why in Yamashlishi it says Kitaif twice. One for to for the, what was finished off on Yom Hashlishi, and also to to pull into that as well what was what was created on Yom Hashani to be able to make up for the day that it was missed. Right? That's the reason why a lot of people try to do simchas and to do special things on Yom Hashlishi on Tuesday because it's a Yom Shem It's a day that there was two times that it said Kitaiv, and that's a simon bracha, a simon for Taif. That's one answer that the Madrash gives. There's another answer that the Madrash says. The Madrash says like this, Lama Why doesn't it say on the second day of creation, Kitaif? That was the day that Gehenim was created. Like the Pasuk tells us in Yeshaya, Ki Gehenim was prepared already from yesterday, right, from the day before. And the Medrash is Medayik, from the fact that the Pasuk tells us that Gehenim was prepared from yesterday, it had to be talking about a day that only had a yesterday that didn't have two days beforehand. Yom Shiesh by Esmol, a day that has a yesterday, 
a day that only has a previous date to it, the Ein Shil Shem, it doesn't have a, a two days before that. And that's only the Yamashani. Yamashani only had the Yamarishan before that. And therefore that tells us that Gehenim was created at Yam Hashlishi. I'm sorry, Yam Hashani. And therefore we don't say Kitai because that was the day Gehenim was created. Tavchinina says, not only was Gehenim created on Yam Hashani, Shabbat Nivas Machloikes. That was the day that the concept of the idea of Machloikes was created. There was a separation that was being made between the two waters. And therefore, since Machloikes was created on Yam Hashani, that's the reason why the Torah does not say Kitaif. So what do we see from here? What do we see from here? That both Gehenim and Machloikes were both created on that same day, on Yom HaSheni, and the danger of those two things being in the world are reasons why the Torah doesn't say Kitaif. But there's something else that we see from that. We see from here that they were both created on Yom HaSheni, and therefore, Machloikis is something which is connected to Gehenna. And Gehenna is fire. Gehenna is fire. And when a person comes to something that's connected to fire, and fire doesn't have a control to decide who it's going to hurt, who it's not going to hurt. The fire runs wild, and that takes, unfortunately, older people, younger people, children. There's no Achmanis when it comes to a fire. When a person comes to Machloikis, then a person's playing with fire. Person's touching with certain things, certain certain <clears throat> things over here. That the the outcome and the result of that could be so serious because we're playing with fire. And if once the fire comes into the situation, then people, children, which are innocent, wind up taking being taken into the husband. Serious business when it comes to machlokes. Now the question is, how does machlokes happen? Where does it come? You know, in the Pasuk, the Pasuk says, Right? That's what the Pasuk tells us. The Gemara Sanhedrin, the Gemara Sanhedrin tells us that there will never be another Machlaikis like the Machlaikis of, of Karach again. We will not have such a Machlaikis like that again. Now, I once heard from a Mashiach and Stern that's a Utpshat, that the Pasuk, there will never be a Machlaikis like the Machlaikis of Karach Vadasa. We've had world wars. We've had some very serious machlekes, more than 250 Rabbanim fighting with, with, with Meishrabbeinu. What's the reason why that's such a serious machlekes? And what's the reason why that, the Torah is telling us we will never have that again? So explains of Chaim that what was the unique part about that machlekes with, with Karach Vadasai against Meishrabbeinu? That was a machlekes where there was one side that was 100% right and there was one side that was 100% wrong. And when and that was the seriousness of that machlekes. And that comes along with Chaim and says there will never ever be another argument again to the level of where we have this situation that one side will be 100% right and one side will be 100% wrong. It could be the percentages. It could be that one side will be somewhat somewhat more in the lead than the other one, but everyone has their thing that they have to work on. I remember Shaharin Stern used this word from Chaim when he would give his Shalom Ba'is Vadim to Hassanim, 
Shmuel Chasana know that often we find different cases, Machlekes that comes out inside the home, there's an argument that comes in the home. And right away, the thing that stirs up a person the most is when he says, you know, I was right, and it, you know, and I'm right, and and and, and I'm standing my my ground. Okay, well, yet clarified You might be right, but there's a hatacha that somebody over here also might be wrong about. Once a person's ready to stand up and say, okay, I'm right about this, I'm right about that, but where, where do I need? Where am I wrong about? Then we're ready to make shalom. Then we're ready to come forward and be able to make shalom between the two sides. Now, what is it? that stops a person from being able to to bend and to hold on to think to saying that he's right. So here we're going to move on to Parashas Chukas for, for a moment. Now the Torah starts with the Parashas What's a chayk? A chayk is a mitzvah that's given by HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we don't understand the reason for it. It doesn't make logic, logically it doesn't make sense to us. We have a number of mitzvahs that we have like that. The schukim mishpatim. Mishpatim is something that we understand the reason for it and how it works. But a chayk is something that we don't understand. What's it referring to? It's referring to the mitzvah of paraduma. Paraduma is a situation where if a person was tamay from a mace and he has to be retire himself, we go through this whole procedure with taking a, a paraduma and we go through shechting it and burning it and taking his ashes and putting it with the Mayim Chaim or Kelly and then we, we spritz him with it, all procedures, which days, how we go about doing that. The whole thing is an interesting procedure. It doesn't make any sense to us. That's a chayk. And we follow the chayk and we, the, of, of HaKadosh Baruch. Now in Sefer Bamidbar, I mentioned this last year, there's another place where it says, Zayzchuk HaSatayra, and that's in Pashas Matas where it talks about after they went and they fought it against the, the people of Midian, and they came out with a lot of the booty, a lot of the kalim, and they got everything that after they fought the wars of you know the So they were instructed with all the kalim that they have that they cannot use them until their table go kashered and they're made appropriate to for for to use. Now the whole idea of the Gulei Nachim trying to purify those kalim is. With those with the concept of whatever goes into the thing, the way that it went into the object of making it uh, not pure, so we take it out the same way. right? There's something got cooked with water, so that we can take out the the, uh, the, 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 the that which is not kosher there through the same process. And if it's something we came to to roast things, then we have to do a different stages of libun. Right, how we take it out, how we take it out. So it's something that makes sense to us. And there also the Torah says, Why is that? So Moshe Feinstein says over there to tell you that even when we do understand it, the reason why we do it is not because we understand it. We're doing it because it's a Ratzin Hashem and it's a Chayk from HaKadosh Baruch Hashem gave us to do That's why we're doing it. Now we might happen to understand it, but that's not the reason why. But what's, what's the reason why that's so important? Because when logic gets involved, that's dangerous. I'll explain to you what I mean. You know, uh, usually we take the boys. This last two years we didn't do it. They came to us. Um, but usually we take the boys to Aisha Taira to, dis- to the discovery program. They have a whole class with different uh, speakers that come and they, and they uh, try to explain to, you know, uh, to help the boys understand of Torah being Sinai and that everything is controlled by So different speakers come to speak. So one of the speakers that came once was a Rotten Burger. 
And he came inside to the boys. He comes inside. He says, General, I have a question to ask you. Is it a good thing to steal? Is it a good thing to kill? And the question went through the room. I thought, of course that was. And we argue back and forth. And then he says, oh, yeah, it's not a good thing to kill. It depends who you ask. If you ask certain people, they tell you it's wonderful. That's, that's, how, we, that's how, we, how we live our lives. That's our religion. And you tell people, they ask the person if it's a good thing to steal or not. You also get arguments going back and forth, whether it's, it's okay to steal, it's okay, or what. So what's, so then, uh, when you go to, when you sit, put in such a situation where you're asking this question, never, so what do you do? Because there's so many opinions and so many different, uh, you know, uh, understandings. So how do I know what's the right answer? So the answer is, it all depends on the truth. And that's why Coach Bochel gave us a Torah. Because he knew that we're going to be in a world with a world of confusion. And if we don't have the Torah to be our GPS, the Torah to direct us, and to be able to keep us clear, then it's all left up to our understandings, our feelings, our emotions, our ulterior motives. And therefore we decide and we dictate what's right and what's wrong. But when a person lives his life completely with the Torah, the Zeus Chuk no matter whether I whether I understand why I'm doing it or not, I realize this is what Justin Hashem is. I think when we just back off, we don't mind affecting our own intentions and letting that be involved. And that's often when the person gets into the issue of Mabaika, sometimes we forget ourselves sometimes. And we have to start to say, maybe, you know, this one did like this. this or what does Akarik Brochu want over here? What's written Hashem? What's what's written Hashem? And we know when it comes to Machlaikas especially that the the whole Hatzlacha, Tyler Eretz Blima, the whole world exists when a person closes his mouth and doesn't respond. But we have our own thoughts and our own feelings and our own emotions that wind up getting involved. If a person just stops himself and say, I know that's what I felt, but I I, I realize that there's a there's a world that was created by a Bayola spoke about last week, that taking ourselves out of the picture and letting us realize that this is the world that was created by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that when we take out our own ulterior motives, we don't come to Machlekes, we don't come to Kidna, we don't come to go after our desires, and we don't come to, to you know, all different types of bad midas that take us out of there, then we're able to hold ourselves back from Machlekes. So when we understand the danger of Machlekes, like we see by Karach, it's fire. And I understand that by keeping the Torah and understanding the Torah and learning the Torah, and then we need often that to be helped us to understand us. That's what the Torah is trying to give us a direction. And that's the secret for a person to be able to come to be clear and follow God's Hashem and say that Machaikis and places that he doesn't want to be able to come. Everyone should want Sliach. Be able to internalize these ideas. We'll put them to Zabad Hashem and should be a similar bracha for all of us. Shalom, the main clear, the main vessel that Kosh Bokhu finds that by Yisrael is Shalom, is peace. Hashem should have that bracha of Shalom. All these bracha to come to the Gula, Shleim, and the Kaif. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos. And go.